All right, hey, this is Brent Leary. I am still chilling. Well, actually, I'm not chilling as much now because I got a nice fireplace behind me. But I'm still here at uh, the CCE 2019 event that Constellation Research is throwing. It's a really cool event. This is like my first time being here. Lots of great sessions, lots of great people, lots of great conversations. And one of those great people, see how I, I did that little that segue smooth. there? That was really smooth. <laughs> Dina Apostolo. Did I get that right? Apostolo. Apostolo. <laughs> Dina Apostolo. <laughs> she is Director of Global Marketing for BizApps under the Dynamics 365 umbrella, right? There you go. There it is. Nailed it. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. We only have a few short minutes with Dina because, well, she's got a plane, a plane to catch. She's got to get out of here. I'm just glad that she has a few minutes to kind of talk about a couple of things. Okay. You actually helped me out on an article I did for Serum Magazine. Yes. And it was all around this. Uh, we, I did this poll question with the folks from Small Biz Trends. And we asked, it was just a single question. We asked folks, what is their biggest challenge with CRM? About 500 people actually answered it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. I'm just glad we got 500 people to answer it. But the answers were kind of, uh, kind of shocking to me yeah. a little bit. The number one uh, answer for the biggest challenge they have with CRM is that it just takes too much time and effort to enter data, maintain data, and update data. Hey, that's been like the biggest challenge for like the last sure. couple of decades for that. 46% of the people said that. The second one was really interesting to me is 36% of the people said that they just don't know what CRM does, and I, I gotta do the quote, what CRM does for their business. It's like they know what CRM is, they kinda know what it's about, they just don't understand what it could do for them. Yeah. Okay, so I, I said all that to say I, I wanna get your take on it's 2019. Are you surprised at all that there's still that amount of people who don't really understand what Serum does for them? Yeah, it's, it's a bit surprising, actually. It, it is. Um, I mean, you would think at this point, you know, that technology has kind of a, been a little bit more profoundly, you know, known across all industries and all all segments at the at this time. But there are still, there's still a lot that are adapting to, you know, kind of the, the change in the pace of technology, mm -hmm. right? So while something as traditionally known as CRM, uh, but then there's all this other technology that's ent entered the place. Um, you know, when you look at the MarTech stack, when you, you know, you start hearing AI, the scary word of, you know, <laughs> of AI, I, I think that starts to, um, concern some of those businesses that are that are smaller because they think cost right right yeah. well some of them like, like ai is just for big companies that's right but i mean everywhere you go I've, I've, I've been to like 25 conferences this year and ai is front and center at it pretty is. much everyone do you think there's a disconnect between you know ai is not for small businesses and and that disconnect is causing small businesses not to understand what CRM could do for them because AI can really do a lot yeah. in the context of CRM. I agree. I think that there's um, a lot of barriers that are actually uh, limiting, you know, anywhere from SMB up to enterprise right. um, around around AI. But I think that that you know artificial intelligence is definitely something that I would say any SMB owner or you know if you kind of work your way across different functions within that organization, they think. Uh, expensive they think job elimination you know they're uh, not thinking of how it actually can support their business 
process. Right. And so I, I think they're probably struggling to kind of grasp, like, how do how do you break through and, um, you know, get it in, get it into your organization in a way that's quicker time to value, mm-hmm. right? And um, either, you know, they don't maybe have, like, maybe the in-house knowledge to help them walk them through that, or maybe, you know, there isn't an ecosystem there that's right. able to help them to kind of see through, you yeah. know, that path. Yeah. Um, but that's unfortunate, but also a good opportunity. I'm sorry <laughs> to say, this, you kind of just segued into my next yeah. question is, how does how does Microsoft help them understand how CRM helps them, but also understand the benefits that AI has, which could parlay into how you know CRM yeah. could help them? Yeah, I think Microsoft's unique in that we do see a lot of our um, customers, especially in this segment, as um, being on that path to wanting to go down, you know, a, a customer, you know, relationship management um, solution if they've been really comfortable with like the productivity tools. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's a lot of um, good benefit, especially for us and how we've designed uh, Dynamics 365 and our professional version of sales to accommodate those buyers that start to kind of outgrow, you know, what maybe a point solution could offer right. or what basic email could do, you know, in the sense of either marketing or, you know, sales engagement. Right. And so um, some of that familiarity built in and having the productivity um, piece makes it pr- pretty unique and it also makes it an onboarding path for, for customers that it doesn't feel so big and clunky. First run experience is extremely, you know, important, right? right. Um, because if you can't get past that first run experience, you're not gonna you're not gonna win the customer. Right. Um, so that's an important aspect of it, you know, as well. So I think design within, I think the ease of um, first run experience, and onboarding the rest of your organization. How do you build that into your products? So I think those are all like important things that you have to accommodate for for different segments of customers, mm-hmm. understanding what their te- technical capabilities are. You know, during you were one of the keynote sessions, or you actually want a fireside chat with Ray Wong. Yeah. But he didn't have a fireplace like this. He didn't. It's, this is nice. I'm telling you, this is nice and warm for us. <laughs> but one of the things that came up, uh, I think it was with you. Uh, he, he, I think it was asking a, tech, a question around mixed reality. And I think a lot of people may not, at least in the SMB community, may not understand exactly what mixed reality is. Could mm-hmm. you uh, kind of help understand, well, help them understand what mixed reality is and how it may be something they have to be at least on their radar? Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's actually a, a real uh, an important part of our portfolio. When you think about our business applications portfolio, we have a set of transactional applications, we have a set of analytical applications, and then how we um, call it is observational applications, and that's where our mixed reality apps sit into that, mm-hmm. and how they can kind of support a different uh, solution area or a line of business. And that's important because that's you know data that's coming in from a different mean, right? So we've right. talked a lot about you know obviously this conglomerate of data, but like, you know, data being, you know, transactional, behavioral, and observational, super, super important. So there's different means of of mixed reality, obviously. Uh, I can talk about the ways that, you know, we are bringing it to market and how it's changing uh, workforce and Mm -hmm. how it's changing use cases. So in our portfolio, we, and I've, I've, we have customers that are using Dynamics 365 product Visualize. Um, as a way to enhance a sell- selling experience. Mm. So without having to bring maybe uh, a yacht, you know, into a showroom, right. you know, with a customer, how do you use mixed reality in that sense to give um, a customer a prospective buyer, especially in the luxury um, industry, 
and space, um, the opportunity to go look at, you know, a yacht or multiple models of a yacht, right? right? Huh. Or especially something that doesn't exist yet that's still on the manufacturing line. Um, and then you can shift towards, you know, uh, guides and the ability to um, help, you know, your workforce to be able to, you know, conduct training and onboarding and education around, uh, as you think about it from a field service perspective. Yeah. Um, so your ability to, and we have a remote assist as well, but the ability to, you know, again, train when you may have, you know, an aging workforce that might not be the right ones to be dispatched on site, but you have that knowledge that can still be employable, right, and work at a organization. But to provide that, um, you know, early in career, you know, the opportunity to learn and onboard. And so we have different forms of that. And that, you know, is another one um, around uh, guides. Uh, so that's wow. that's another product. And so it's, it's happening across different industries, that's for sure, mm -hmm. and use cases. And uh, some are more prevalent, I would say, in the enterprise space for us. But I think Product Visualize is a good example of, yeah. of one that um, is happening as we see it down in, in the SMB space as well. One other thing that came up was, I think Ray asked you voice or text. Did he ask you about that? Yeah. Something about what's going to... Text or talk. Text or talk. So text or talk. I, I, I went right to voice or text. All right. So you said what? I said talk. And why did you say that? Because there's just so many people texting. Why do you say talk? I say talk just because I feel like you lose that emotional connection over texting. Um, sometimes you lose the context of your meaning, the intent. Um, so I just don't feel like the EQ part can always come <laughs> out as part of text. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a talk person too. I would go with talk. I, I you know, because I just, I think in the future, people are going to be able to talk to their applications that's right. And make it easier for them to get stuff done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, again, new technology that's happening around like, conversational intelligence, um, being able to scan calls and have the real-time feedback that can help uh, a manager coach an employee in that situ situation, you know, yeah. teach some situational leadership and how to address, you know, a, a customer on, on the spot. And so I think that um, that's an important element of both, I think, how you relate to someone, you know, face-to-face, no. -face, as well as how technology is gonna continue to advance, and we're gonna see more of that come across. I'm just lazy. I'd rather just talk than, like, <laughs> do all that, you know, stuff. All right, so I said I was gonna ask you a question. This You've asked me a lot of questions. I, <laughs> all right, this is a different kind of question. This, this will tell me how I'm going to end this conversation. Okay. Okay, uh, are you a sports fan? I am. You, okay, you're a sports mm -hmm. fan, okay. Um, <laughs> are you, are you uh, like a football fan? I like football. You like football? I like this football. Right, this, we're okay so okay. far. Um, oh you no. have a favorite sports team? Like football? Oh, this, now, now this is going to get a little controversial. I, it may, <laughs> there's, there's really only one terrible answer to this. So what's your favorite football team? Professional football. Well, I'm going to have to go with the, with the Seahawks. I do because I'm okay. from Seattle. Yeah. You know, but my <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm but, sorry. Well, you want to know what my second team is? What? The 49ers. Sorry, I still, <laughs> I still depressed no, you there. You know what? You know what? This is fine. There is, although I detest both of those teams, there's only one really terrible, <laughs> tragic answer to this. And thank God you didn't say the Patriots. I so, would never, yeah, I would never say that. Uh, see, you just made my day. I would never say okay, that. Okay, so we can end on a very positive <laughs> note now. Thanks to Dina Apostolo. That's right. Thank you, Brent. <laughs> Where can people learn more about some of the things we just talked about and some of the things that Microsoft is doing around some absolutely, of the things we talked about? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'd say, you know, online, of course, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, can the, they yeah. text you? No. 
Can't text me. Yeah, <laughs> LinkedIn for sure, but I would also say we have a good, we have a blog um, site within uh, Dynamics 365. If you go to our website and uh, our team publishes blogs, often I publish one around customer experience as well. Perfect. So I think that's a great landing place to understand more about our portfolio. Sounds great. Coming from a Seahawks slash 49ers fan. <laughs>